Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Live Your Personal Best. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, and today we have another one of my favorite type of episodes. I'm going to be reading a chapter from my book. We are going to talk about why moving on from sports is so much more than just setting a new goal or making a new workout routine, about how you actually have to identify the changes that are going on emotionally, mentally, physically, and all these changes going on how you can start to identify and move forward. And I think that you're going to love today's episode. And if you're new here and you're like, Emily, what book? What are you talking about? Let me introduce you to Elite to Everyday Athlete, Nine Steps to Getting Off the Sidelines of Life. This is the book that I recently published less than a month ago, August 30th. And it's talking all about how to transition from sports and being a competitive athlete into living a healthy and happy life afterwards and finding a balance again, finding your love for sports again. Because one of the big things that I'm really passionate about is, you know, not just going out and working out because you want to burn calories or because you want to look a certain way. But I feel like all of us were introduced to working out and to exercise and moving our body through sports. That's what we fell in love with. That's how we had fun. And I think that the more that we can get back to that, no matter how old we are, then the happier that we'll be and, you know, more chance of staying committed and consistent and having a routine. So I call that the everyday athlete, hence elite to everyday athlete. And today I am going to be reading the introduction. Let's start it right back at the beginning. Let's introduce what we're talking about today. And if you like this episode, go check out the book. I think that, you know, you'd be a big fan of it too. It's elite to everyday athlete available on Amazon on Kindle with paperback. Link is right down below. So make sure to go check it out. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Introduction. The past 10 years have been such a whirlwind that I haven't really processed all that has happened, and sometimes I wonder whether I ever will. Allie Reisman, six-time Olympic medalist in gymnastics. Like many athletes, I dedicated most of my childhood and young adult life to sports. After my last day of competition, I left sports ready to move on and never look back. I didn't have a bad athletic career, but I was eager to graduate from both college and sports and jump right into the next phase of my life. I was ready for this change, but I wasn't ready for the feelings that came with it. Those of frustration and loneliness from missing sports in my life. What I didn't realize was when I retired, I lost my identity. I lost my joy, purpose in life, and my sense of self all in that one day. Yes, I was excited to have freedom of my time and endless possibilities for what was next, but I also felt myself falling deeper into a pit of hopelessness, wishing to get back things I'd lost. I thought these feelings would work like a light switch. 
After leaving sports, my spark got switched off and I felt lost. I thought the switch would light again as soon as the next thing came and I would be back to my old self. However, this was not the case. All I'd built ended in one day and there was no quick fix to move on with my life. I recently spoke with another former athlete, Melissa St. Sykes, about her transition out of ballet after high school, and she had very similar feelings to my own. She went through a period of grief and described it as a very unique and different than losing a pet, parent, or family member. I lost a piece of myself in a way, which was a very intimate and difficult process that takes a while. After ballet, she never found anything that fulfilled her the same way dancing did. She tried a lot of different activities, but they were all a distraction from what she was actually missing. Melissa Sint wasn't looking for something to fill her time. She was looking for something that she could feel passionate about again. She tried new sports, clubs, and other interests, but it wasn't until she took a psychology course in school that she felt jazzed again. A lot of the fire was fueled, she said. Studying psychology was never going to fulfill her in the exact way ballet had. It wasn't going to be a physical activity, community, hobby, and identity, but it was her new passion. Just a few years after retiring from sports, she told me, When I graduated, I felt the similar passion that I had when I was dancing ballet, now with the idea of becoming a sports psychologist. So it was a transfer of passions in a way. Sure, psychology was a new passion, but dance was a passion and so much more. It was her entire life. Unfortunately, it's not always easy to fill gaps like these. Many athletes have common struggles after the game is over. Loneliness and lack of coaching, support, or competition. And it's normal to try to find something new to replace the entire sport. Melissa Sint found a different approach. She took steps to rebuild her life instead of using new things to try to distract her and replace ballet. She stumbled on this method by chance, and I wondered if she was unique or if there was something from which all athletes could benefit. What I found has changed the way I see the future for former athletes. Retirement. Most people think that once athletes leave their sport, they are blessed with freedom and flexibility and will figure it out from there. I believe differently. I think athletes enter athletic retirement with skewed ideas on healthy exercise routines and eating patterns. Combine these with the big life change of losing your passion and identity, and these issues only worsen. The National Eating Disorders Association estimates that disordered eating affects 62% of female athletes and 33% of male athletes. If an athlete doesn't have a solid understanding of nutrition while competing in sports, it's unlikely that they'll learn later when dealing with retirement. According to another study conducted on students and alumni of the University of Southern California, athletes average 15 hours a week of exercise. Comparatively, both former athletes and non-athletes average five hours a week of exercise. They conclude that being a former college athlete has nothing to do with being a healthy exerciser. The issue isn't that athletes have eating and exercise problems, and this is why they have a tough transition. The issue is we never acknowledge the psychology behind the transition and how it affects an athlete's mental, emotional, and physical health. Instead, we assume that athletes are hardworking and value their bodies, so they'll just continue doing so. At some point, everyone must retire from their sport. Huge changes occur in an athlete's life when this happens. Athletes are used to training for competition, not exercising because it's good for you. Athletes know how to fuel their bodies for performance, not for a desk activity level. Switching the focus from championships to day-to-day -day life isn't something that comes naturally and unfortunately leaves many in an all-or-nothing mindset. 
But this isn't to say that retirement means athletes must completely start over. I believe that former athletes can use their skills for life after sports. The transition isn't like a light switch you turn on and off. It's also not the end of a book that you finished writing and will put away. Being an athlete is an experience that can help shape your future. You just have to learn how to turn into an everyday athlete. I felt compelled to write this because I think the whole process of athletic retirement is sugarcoated. Schools tell you that after graduation, every company wants to hire athletes, and you compare yourself to older teammates that seem to be doing well in the real world. But there's so much more to life after sports than your career and success. What does it take to live a healthy life that makes you happy? My same struggle. I felt this same struggle when I retired from rowing. As a Division I athlete at the University of Oklahoma, something for which I was really proud. Spring break of my senior year, while most college students were at the beach partying, I was at the Olympic Training Center in Chula Vista, California. While my college friends were securing jobs and having the last drunken week at the beach, I was rowing. Every morning, every evening, every meal I was surrounded by athletes, every conversation I had was with teammates. In our free time, the only place we went was our dorm room or back to the boathouse. As completely consumed with my sport, my weight, and winning our upcoming championship. After our training camp and the end of the season, my future in rowing did not look bright, and I realized I had achieved my goal just by training there. I'd come to California already burnt out, but excited about training at one of the most elite centers in the world. Unfortunately, no amount of San Diego sun could convince me to stay. I left knowing that rowing was no longer the future for me. That was March of my senior year, Two months later, I graduated, never to compete again. So what was the future for me? After living out my childhood dream for four years and always striving for my net athletic goal, I realized I had never envisioned what would happen to me after my sports career ended. I felt I was behind my peers in getting a job. I hadn't had a single internship, never gained work experience, or even participated in a job interview. I knew about some of the expected difficulties for recent graduates, like moving across the country, applying for full-time work, and saying goodbye to college friends. I anticipated these struggles. What I didn't expect was how much I struggled with my relationship with food and exercise and the perpetual feeling I held of being burnt out. I thought being done with rowing would open a fun new phase in my life, but there were a lot of hardships that came with it. To go from day-long rowing at one of the highest levels possible to retired is a change for which I thought I was ready. No one telling you how to train, no coaches checking up on you, no measurement to tell you whether or not you were succeeding. Yes, that sounded freeing and exciting, but I was filled with so much confusion. The changes in my physical, mental, and emotional health left me with so many questions. Is it normal to be gaining this weight? How can I still work out four hours a day with a 9-to-5 job? Who am I supposed to be with this lack of structure and routine? I discovered that even though I knew how to live a healthy life and thrive as an athlete, this didn't translate the same way in real life. I knew how to push my body to wake up at the ass crack of dawn, and I knew how to stay full enough for a five-hour practice, and I was able to focus myself on a goal. But I didn't know what counted as exercise when I was no longer training for anything. I didn't know how to create goals for myself moving forward. People know that they want to change, know they need to change, but they resist, even to their own detriment, psychologist Scott B., PSD, concluded in an interview with Cleveland Clinic. I knew for a while that I had to grow from my athletic identity, but for the longest time, I didn't know how to do so. 
I've now learned how to have a healthy relationship with food and exercise by both trial and error and by learning from the experts. My goal is for you to know that you don't have to figure it out on your own. You can take steps to set yourself up for a smoother transition and get off the sidelines of life. It still won't be easy, it won't come without trials, but you can give yourself a plan and a little bit of structure just like sports did for you for so many years. This book will be filled with interviews from former athletes who were in your position, along with insights from dietitians, physical therapists, coaches, and more. If you're an athlete of any level or help support one, keep reading. The transition out of sports isn't as simple as creating a new schedule and setting a new goal. It goes deeper than that. Before we jump into the physical changes, we need to look at the mental health and psychology shifts that occur when someone retires from competitive sports. Let's be proactive in understanding how athletes can build happy, healthy, and successful post-sport lives. And that is all for today. So please go ahead and share this with one of your teammates, one of your former teammates. This is a topic that I know is not talked about enough. I never had these conversations with my friends when I was going through it. So let them know, you know, you're not in this alone. Feel free to go check out the book. Link is right down below. And with that, I will see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.